Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Hello. My name is Mark. That guy was Miles, who managed to not interrupt me, actually. I know. You look, yeah, you look sheepish. I was like, what is, that was interesting. <laughs> We're also, maybe it's different this time. Maybe it's different. Maybe things will go smoothly. My, my rhythm won't be screwed up for once. We're also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. So <laughs> Jackie, feeling good? Feeling great. Okay, good. And the three of us do this podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the most part, but not this week. This week, it's about a different anime that you, one of our listeners, has forced us to watch or strongly encouraged us to watch. And we'll get into how that happens later. But I want to tell you that this episode is about (gasps) Legend of the Galactic Heroes, My Conquest is the Sea of Stars. Too long. A very long name, which is the first adaptation of the novel series, sci-fi novel series, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. But before we get into details about Logoh MC Isos, I don't know, I can't do it. What? I'm trying to do the acronym. Oh. Logoh Mitsos. Okay. We should first check in with our... Google Mail Heroes. Mm, Galactic Mail Heroes. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Nothing's satisfying about it. That's what the G stands for is galactic. I I feel like what I should have done is just look up how to say correspondence corner in German or something. Mm. It's probably the same actually, but this is just a lot of German in this show. Uh, What I'm talking about, folks, is we need to... Read and respond to some emails that were sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. You too can email us about the anime we're watching that we should watch or about Jojo's. And we'll read it on the podcast like this. This email is from Chad, and it's I don't understand why there aren't any lady heroes, is the subject line. Hmm. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. I didn't get a chance to watch this week's anime, but here are some JoJo voice connections among the cast of, I'm just going to say, The Legend of the Galactic Heroes movie. Freckle-faced commander Dusty Attenborough is voiced by Kazuhiko Inoue, who also voiced part two Pillar Man turned ultimate life form Cars. Ooh. Uh, Oscar Von Royenthal is voiced by Norio Wakamoto, who also voiced the 2000s OVA version of Whole Horse. Wolfgang Mittermeier is voiced by Mori Katsuji, who did the 90s OVA versions of Joe Bro Jean-Pierre Polnareff. Uh, Job or Job? Job Trunit is voiced by the late Unsho Ishizuka, who also voiced the TV version of Old Joseph in parts 3 and 4. Uh, the narrator is Yusaku Yara, who also voiced a uh, Vulcan in the bow OVA. Oh, he had a wow. cool death. I remember that. Uh, Ivan Konef is voiced by Hirota Suzuoki, also late, late actor. Late means dead. Who also voiced the 90s OVA versions uh, of Noriaki Kakyoin. I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. At one point, you could purchase the... Yes, you have to say Oh, the shit. 
P. Yeah, otherwise people think I'm talking. Yeah. P.S. At one point, you could purchase the officially licensed Blu-ray release of this movie and every other piece of Legend of the Galactic Heroes animation for just eight hundred dollars. Would you pay that much for every single current piece of JoJo anime, including any and all movies, OVAs, and TV series? I'll say yes. No. (laughs) Well, when you say every single current, including all, yeah, I think that's actually a solid value. I don't. I don't really owned it like hard copies of digital like i can just get the digital stuff you know i'm throwing out all your vhs's all your disney vhs's i don't have any disney vhs's you don't do i where did i see those there might be dvds throwing them out (laughs) vhs's i don't think i have i don't have a vcr you'll have no way to watch (laughs) the last unicorn which i know is not disney but it is okay that that i that i do need to keep well too bad (laughs) But I mean, if it's available on like Netflix or whatever, because like like all of JoJo's, I don't know where to find the OVAs, but the the anime is is on Netflix. Well, I'm gonna make some calls. Uh, Miles, <laughs> would you pay eight hundred dollars for every JoJo adaptation? No, I've seen them all. Oh, okay. Would you give me like a half hour foot rub for the same stuff? For eight hundred dollars? No, no, no. Just to get all the JoJo stuff. Oh, probably not. No. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> we could have an $800 tier of our Patreon where you pay us $800 and then we buy it. And that's it. It could end up <laughs> costing close to $800. I mean, yeah. some of this shit is like half lost media. I think I would give a foot rub for $800, a half hour foot rub. Yeah, I'm not interested in that transaction. <laughs> I wasn't interested in any of the transactions, to be honest. This next email is from Shun, and the subject line is, What is that melody? Which is a question I asked while we watched this. Uh, Shun says, Heyo, JJB pod folks. I don't have Twitter anymore, so I never know what we're talking about in the upcoming week, so I'll just keep writing in about JoJo's. Firstly, I hope you all had good weeks and the host's respective families and children are all well. Feel free to skim because I have a, no- I have a problem. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, JoJo's talk. Last week, when we were each ranking our parts, Mark said 436251. Is that a coincidence, or were you referring to the Araki art book called JoJo 6521? Speaking of which, Viz is slated to re-release the iconic book in just a couple of weeks, May 23. It got the title 6251, because that's how many pages were written at the time of release. Whoa! Uh, And there's a link to that release in this email. Before I get to the music talk, a small response to the last way too long email about Anasui. Okay, I don't remember this email, but this is what Shun says. I meant the turning into a female and turning the piano comfortable as two different ideas, my bad. Though the idea of him having boobs makes him more cozy is hilarious. I also had one stray thought. I love stray thoughts. Jackie joked about Koichi or Rohan showing up to help against M.I.H. Made in heaven. Made in heaven. <laughs> and the host decided Rohan might actually have a chance, so I actually hate Koichi, maybe even more than Jackie, but ironically, I think Koichi might have the best chance. Even while Poochie was floating away, Koichi could force him to stop. Okay. Okay, now to the real subject of email. Today I wanted to write in about the music references in JoJo's and how they relate to the character or stands associated with them. I'll spare you too many examples after that last email, but I wanted to see which references you guys liked the most and thought fit well with what they do. 
One of my favorites is King Crimson and Court of the Crimson King. That is the title of King Crimson's first project. There's a song called Epitaph. Uh, Shun lists some lyrics here. Uh, knowledge is a deadly friend if no one sets the rules. When I hear this, I just picture Dopio looking at his bangs, wanting to change what he sees but unable to. Shun feels the lyrics, The yellow jester does not play but gently pulls the strings, could be referencing how Giorno rewrites fate. White snake also fits really well, but only surface level. Uh, and would you guys agree that the monkey wrench fits FF very well? Uh, that's the Foo Fighter song. Don't wanna be your monkey wrench. Uh, to me, this implies her feelings toward her creator, Poochie, calling herself an accident and seeing herself being used as a tool by him to defend the CDs. More lyrics, more lyrics, more lyrics. Am I reading too much into it, or some of these may be intentional? What are some of your favorite references slash music you're happy to see represented? Which ones do you think fit the best? Any specific songs or lyrics that fit well? Which references do you hope to see in the future? Oh my god. <laughs> and if it's not too tangential, I wanted to ask the hosts about video games since Mark mentioned the Resident Evil 4 remake. Are the other hosts playing? No. How's your experience? I played it seven times. I love the original and this game did it justice tenfold. Gives me part five vibes. Are the hosts playing any other games at the moment? Uh, Zelda came out, and I've been playing nonstop. Besides that, I just finished Katamari Reroll in anticipation of the sequel. Thanks for reading my stupid email, hopefully again. As always, have a good week and stay safe and horny. P.S. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Horny. I like that one. Oh, that's good. I don't get it. Jason Bourne? Yeah, the Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Uh, or that, I think it's that's Jason Bourne. I think I fucked up. Uh, but instead, it's Jason Horny. Okay. Instead of Jason Bourne. This is a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. It's a, it's a lot. Interrogated. You really think a lot about JoJo Shun. Um, the thing about lyrics. More than us. I think some of them, some of the lyrics fit surprisingly well. Some of them, when they're borderline, I, I kind of think Araki doesn't really know English very well. So I have to imagine he's just like, wow, Foo Fighters rolls off the tongue nice. And so he just throws it in there. I don't think he thinks about it being fitting at all. That's just what me. makes you think he doesn't know English very well? Because he's used English in ways that don't make any goddamn sense. Like every time Koichi's hip hop like, like, stand talks, like pluck. That well, that turned out that turned out to be good. Actually, it's good. Yes. Oh, I don't think so. I tweeted about how there's actually a poem called like "Of Luck and Pluck." Okay. So actually, like even though in modern English it sounds dumb as hell, he may have been referencing like a real poem piece okay. of literature. But like when Koichi stand says, let's kill the hoe and but <laughs> other things that it says that like don't make sense. Uh, saying the genie stand saying hail to you. That's like, what? You don't say that. Mm. There's a few other things that's like, OK, he just seems like a Japanese guy. I kind of was wondering if he was like an Anglophile because he starts the series in English. It's all about British people at first. I think he's like he's a Europhile, but mostly like in terms of art and stuff. I don't mm. think he can. I don't. I've never seen him mention like reading, uh, like literature in another language. Mm. I might be wrong. He watches a lot of movies, but I think those are subtitled. Uh, yeah, I mean, my answer to this question is yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I can't think of any, <laughs> of any stands or whatever n n musical references that are fitting <laughs> you don't think angel in the centerfold 
uh, perfectly. Well, the, the other thing too is there's a, a lot of the a lot of the musical references I don't really know because I don't give a shit. It's fine. I was joking anyway. It, it totally does not fit Jay Guile. Um, yeah. And sometimes that's what's fun is how how much they don't uh, they well, don't like, fit. I don't know. Red Hot Chili Peppers was a fire stand. Yeah, that, that stand did not give it away. Now though, that was not no. the point of his uh, his stand. And what if his stand always kept it like the Kaiser? Then I'd be like, wow, okay, that's a perfect reference right there. What a dumb band. <laughs> Look, they have some good songs, but I uh, there's a YouTube video that compiles every time in live concert they've played uh, Around the World, and there's that part in that song where he just makes noises. Have you heard that song? No. It's got that, co- it's like a pre-chorus, I guess. I don't know where it is, where he goes, I know, I know for sure. And then he just goes, I don't even want to do it because it's going to sound like I'm being racist to somebody. But it's just like funny because he like softly coos, I know for sure. And then he just makes a bunch of like boyoyoing noises. <laughs> uh, and there's a YouTube video that just compiles them all and it just seems really silly. But there's moments of, of good stuff. I like scar tissue. I like some stuff off blood sec- blood sugar sex magic. Yeah, Frushanti's good. Oh yeah. And without his guitar playing, we would never have Butterfly by Crazy Town, so you know, where would we be as a society? Mm. Anyway. Uh, these guys are not playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. No. I've thought about... I've, I've, I've thought about in that I've thought about it, but just just thought about it. Uh, I've thought about, like, oh, what if I, pl- I like, streamed myself playing it for on our thing, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, Jackie's fear, which is probably correct, is that like when a zombie gets too close to her, she's just going to freeze up and forget how to no, control that's, anything. That's what happens to me. That's why I never really played the original either because it came... And well, and the other thing is it came out on PS2, right? I didn't have a PS2. GameCube first, but yeah, eventually PS2. Well, I didn't stuff. have a GameCube either. I had an Xbox. I made I made the probably the bad choice there of uh, getting the Xbox instead of the GameCube. Well, you were big in a Halo, so... Big into... I mean, I, I beat it. I was joking. It, I didn't even know you had Halo. I've talked to you about Halo before. You've talked to me about Dark Summit way more. Your That's favorite true. conspiracy theory slash snowboarding <laughs> it's, game. It, I feel like Dark Summit is a, what's the word? It's like underrated. It's so good. It's a hidden it's so gem. Good. It's a hidden gem for sure. I feel like there was a sequel, maybe. I think, I think I there was know. Dark Summit too. Anyway, yeah. So one, I didn't, I didn't own the consoles needed to play it. But whenever I was at a friend's house and they were like, you want to play? I would try and I would try and then i would just freak out because one i'm not as good with a controller as i am with a keyboard and mouse um and two when ga- scary games are scary and i then i just don't know what to do and then i'm like ah i'm looking up <laughs> I, j- I just become like an idiot <laughs> so i was like well um, i i only like playing scary games on the pc i play i play scary games on the pc but or if it's like clock tower on the super nintendo or something i'll play you that. once played clock tower and fell out of your chair because that scared. game is scary. It is, but it is also just 2D sprites on a little screen. Yeah, the scariest 2D sprites you'll ever see. It's just a guy with scissors. He's scary. The noise is scary. I, I, I think I was scared before he even showed up on the screen because you, hear, so. you start hearing the scissor noise and it's like, oh shit. It is It is like a, it, it is like a, a nervous making game. I don't know what to call it. I guess scary, but it's like, 
I don't know. It would never make me like jump and scream. <laughs> but it is, it's stressful, you know. You just want to figure out what door to go in and this asshole wants to give you the biggest haircut of your life. Um, Miles, are you playing any games yeah. right now? Um, I forget what it's called. Troubleshooters. Oh, you've mentioned What this? is that? It's a weird Korean like uh, tactical RPG. Oh, it's like an XCOM or Fire Emblem type of deal, right? Yes, except it's very badly translated, so I don't really know what's happening, but the game plays is cool. <laughs> okay, it's got very positive reviews on Steam. Troubleshooter, Abandoned Children. That's a good That's subtitle. Right. And Em and I are playing through... Uh, the new Kirby game, and then we vowed we have to beat that before getting Zelda. Yes, I did see that they tweeted, we're trying to, we want to beat Kirby, but the new Zelda is so pretty, and I'm, you, you know, you're you're dangerously close to turning them into a, a, a real gamer, <laughs> which you don't want. Um, I, st- I started the new Zelda. It's pretty good. I'm a little disappointed at how samey it is to Breath of the Wild, but I also warmed up to Breath of the Wild a lot, so... I love Breath of the Wild. It's very similar, but there's new mechanics that sound like they should be cheat codes for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like you can just make machines out of anything. You can just fly into the ceiling of anything. Feels like Game Shark codes. Breath of the Wild is a gross name, though. I don't like Breath. Yeah. Jackie was talking about, you were talking about how that name makes no sense, right? Yeah. It's bad, but who's who's worse? I'm trying to think. Like, isn't there some series that's oh Castlevania? I think it's like Harmony of Dissonance, Lament of Innocence, Symphony of the Night's great, and perfect. But that title is perfect. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a fine title, Symphony of the Night. But then yeah, you get some some weird ones. I guess Dawn of Sorrow, Aria of Aria of Sorrow is a can Arias be sad? I guess they can. Yeah, they can. Did we ever um, watch that show? The Castlevania show? Yeah. I don't think we did for the pod. Yeah, I think Jackie and I watched season one and I thought it was okay. Oh, I think I feel the same way. I, I think the first episode kicked ass and then after that I was like, yeah, whatever. But that's me. I have, I don't really have that much time to play games, but when I do, I play some XCOM. You play reddit.com. I play a lot of Reddit. <laughs> reddit.com. Uh, also Mahjong Soul on my phone. Now that I'm also not on Twitter as much, I've been more on reddit.com. Yeah, I deleted Twitter from my phone, and I haven't really missed it. I think I logged in once. What did I log in for? I logged in once because some some link wasn't showing up on my phone, but I don't remember. We also checked to see what we're going to watch the next week, right? Me? Yeah. No, I, I asked... I ask uh, my husband who lives in my house. That's me. You guys can both check the uh, the Google Keep. Like, I write it down. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, just so you know, we're going to be talking about Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Legends of the Hidden Temple. We're going to be today? talking about Kirk Fogg and Olmec. And I, I, I can never name... Any of the t- I th- purple parrots, but there's a lot of the other Legends of the Hidden Temple teams. I can't, I don't remember. Who. Red jaguars, purple parrots, silver. 
Oh, what are the silver ones? Sluts, I think. Ghosts. Okay, they're, li- they're like lizards or something. Salamanders. Oh, there's iguanas. What's what's the iguanas? That might be silver iguanas. Is it silver iguanas? Orange iguanas? I think it's... Fuck, yeah, you might it's be right about iguanas. that. Silver monkeys? Is it silver monkeys? There's monkeys. Uh, that sounds familiar. Well, that's because they have Shrine of the Silver Monkey in the final Shh. temple. That's one of the rooms that kids had a ton of trouble with. Okay, I don't know. There's And the blue barracudas. That's true. That's that's an easy one. That's a gimme. Anyway. It's the green monkeys. What? I think it's the green monkeys. All right. Anyway, I don't, what, do, what do I I know? accept. Okay. Thanks for your email, Chad and Shun. Again, those were mails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Feel free to write in, but you don't have to. We don't want any nervous emails that make it seem like, you know, you think under penalty of death, you have to write something. We also have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show for a pretty wide range of tiers, but it's very simple. Break it down for you real easily. For $1 a month, Break it down, Mark. you get access to the Patreon feed, which includes Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter and the occasional bit of cut audio from the show that's too, too intense for the main podcast feed. For $3 a month, you get access to the same Patreon feed. We will also thank you out loud by name on the show, which I'll do in a moment. And for a one-month sign up for $15, the Boss Us Around tier, you can write in and tell us to watch an anime of your choice, just three episodes or a feature-length movie, and we'll do an entire episode of this podcast about it, which is why we're talking about Legend of the Galactic Heroes colon My Conquest is the Sea of Stars today. Uh, Let's say thank you to our $3 and up patrons now. So thank you, Clit Rocket, Shun, Matt, Hentai Homie, I Love Jojo Uwu, Daniel, Dalton, Soliloquy, Kasoon, Lord Zendar, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Nocturnal, Mirror Man, <laughs> Austin, Tim, Christian, and Chad. Yay! I forgot Mirror about Man. Mirror Man. Who's Mirror Man? It's the stand name Netflix used instead of Man in the Mirror. Okay. Mirror Max was Mirror the studio Man. that uh, Epstein yeah. was in charge of. No, not, not Epstein. Uh, not Epstein, you asshole. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for supporting the show. Uh, again, Mirror that's Patreon. Patreon.com slash JJBpod. Yay. To support us. Thank you. An independent podcast running way too long. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about insert long anime name here. Yeah, let's put an ad right here. Uh, okay. All right, folks, let's talk about this movie. This movie that's only an hour long. And by the way, I'm realizing from Googling it that it is available on YouTube. Uh, it's just L-O-T-G-H, My Conquest is the Sea of Stars, official subtitles. You forced me to hack into the mainframe. I did I did make you do some some things. 
There's also a video called SOS Bros React to Legend of the Galactic Heroes, blah, 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 blah. It's a 38-minute React video. Wow. I'll, uh, I'll be saving that for sure. I feel like there has to be a better ratio. Like, the reaction can only be like 10% of the actual media. Although, this show breaks the rules. What do you mean? Well, because we do an hour-long podcast about 25-minute-long JoJo episodes. Yeah, I guess we also recap it, but yeah, maybe they are too. Maybe that's what they do. All right, from now on, these episodes have to be two minutes long. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's not worth anybody's time. Mark, you got to edit it down. It was good. (laughs) It's going to take him like an additional, like it's like two hours to edit it down to a few minutes <laughs> oh no if, if we had to hit that number i would just speed it up there's also uh there's a function in in my editing software called strip silence where you just highlight a section and you click it and it just erases any dead air and i'm sometimes tempted to use that on like the patreon section so that we all would instantly be saying the names there'd be no pause time at all uh, I think great. it would be stressful as fuck to listen to. Would you be able to use that to cut like one of us out of the podcast completely? No. Okay. How would that work? No, it strips the silence out. Well, I right. Well, I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't know how our recordings work. I don't know if Miles is only requi- recording his own voice. Yeah, yeah. We're all on separate tracks. I could easily knock any of us out. Okay, and then and then just mush it all together so we just don't react. So we just like react to like nobody saying something. I mean, I could make us all seem thoroughly disturbed. <laughs> there was one episode where we where just have like uh, just we're all just talking to ourselves with no silence in between. We had a false start episode, and Miles only had their recorded audio. This is on the Patreon feed, so there's like it's like a few minutes of just Miles like laughing and reacting to nothing. Mm. <laughs> like our end is lost audio; it's just lost media. So it's just Miles like occasionally snorting or jumping in. Uh. Don't remember what that was too, but you can support the Patreon for a dollar if you're morbidly curious. Okay, so there's a few things I should say about uh, this, like the way this was requested to us. Um, the person who listened, faithful listener, and they told us, they, they asked after we watched this that we watched like the opening theme for the actual like Legend of the Galactic Heroes serial uh, show which I haven't done yet. I'm sure we can all watch it together. It's like two minutes. And while we were watching this movie, I don't know about you, but and, and people kept saying, oh, it's the prequel movie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like 20 minutes into this movie. I was like, I think our requests are fucked up because I get it. You want to start us chronologically at the beginning, but this is clearly like a prequel movie for people who already saw the main anime and just wanted like a what happened before because it's not explaining anything. Nope, this was the first mm. visual adaptation of the Legend of the Galactic Heroes novel series. Uh, I I don't really know what this series is about overall. I don't know why there's two different factions that are at war. And frankly, I don't know why this had to only be an hour. They could have they could have taken some more time to explain what I'm looking at. Yeah, I I don't know. I I wonder if we should watch that theme for the show now because I also want to say that on various like my anime list and IMDb and stuff, the Legend of the Galactic Heroes TV show is definitely better, like more well received than this prequel movie, even mm. though it is what kicked the uh what what kicked things off. I liked this. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Oh wow! 
I liked it too, actually. What? Yes. I was like, I'm gl- I like that there's more people. It's a, it's kind of slows down. It's like not too fast and and it's it focuses on the people and there's not a lot of action and I don't care about action as much. Oh, I would have yeah. sw- Okay. I I uh it was it was an hour but it it didn't feel rushed. Okay. Yeah, it was an hour. It felt like it took its time. I there there were some action shots they didn't last a long time, but I was like when they're just like all shooting lasers in different directions and some of the explosions are like they're okay looking. I was a little like, yeah, I don't I don't know. These sound effects aren't super amazing. I mean, it's it's from 1988, I think, and uh you know, I'm super nostalgic, super much a sucker for that hand-painted on cells look. So mm-hmm. you definitely get that here. Me too. Yeah, so basically, like, my conquest of the, is the Sea of Stars is mostly OVA, is, like, mostly an OVA-type deal where everything is, like, home video. It didn't have a, you know, broadcast TV release with commercials in there and a lot of, you know, who will think of the children. So, you know, it can be more adult-oriented. Certainly, I mean, the dryness of this movie, to me, shows that it is definitely more adult-oriented. It's more for people who care about um, military, royalty type of shit and war strategy it you know it makes definitely makes me wonder how much shows like gundam or this take from naval battles versus other forms of warfare Mm. certainly all the rankings and stuff and the giant boat thing is very naval but um yeah star trek was heavily based on naval combat too ah yeah, so this this came out, and then months later, they started releasing the main OVA series. That's really interesting that this was the first piece of media, though, because like I, it does feel like a prequel, but I also got the vibe like, oh, you're supposed to know these two guys already. Yeah, right. It feels very much like because you see Yang Wenli and the other guy Reinhard. And it feels like Hart von Musel. Yeah, like especially like I think how it ends too is is Yang Wenli being like, hmm, Reinhard von Musel. And Reinhard yeah. von Musel being like, Yang Wenli. There's a mutual respect. Huh. I see the we like we it, respect each other. But it felt like two characters that you've already watched the series for and you know they like each other, hate each other. Well, and Mark, then it's and like, you're like hmm. oh, this is how they first encountered one another. <laughs> Um, but it it's not. I mean, I guess maybe for people who read the novels, it is. But yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, is the history of mankind the history of war? Is the question this sh- anime poses? <laughs> also, it <sighs> starts it with is. the German word scroll. The yeah, Star I was Wars. like, are the where are my subtitles? I'm yeah. not that good at German. This is in script. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was also in cursive. Uh. Yeah, I don't know why all it's, of this is set like, in German. It's, it's like a German Star Wars with the with the star scroll in the beginning. Yes. Definitely. I mean, this was 88, so it was it was well into like okay, Star Wars has been established, the main trilogy has come and gone. Uh starting a big battle opera in space with a text crawl. You know, obviously Star Wars was very derivative, but I I would be shocked if this was not inspired by Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's based on a novel series, 10 novels written by uh, Tanaka Yoshiki from 1982 to 1989. 
my man was writing. Yeah, take it easy, buddy. To put out in eight years, 10 novels. It's crazy. And they and uh, Viz Media apparently licensed these novels and I think put some out. I don't know if they did all of them yet, but a few years ago they, they said they were going to release them. Right. Okay, so let us now take time to watch the first opening and closing from the Legend of the Galactic Heroes OVA series that followed this movie. Uh, yeah, my feeling is I feel like the ending is very befitting of at least what I saw here in this prequel movie. Just like a dude singing over strings, being emotional. The lady singing, I didn't think she was that good. I agree with Miles. And why do we got a lady singing in a show that's just 99% dudes? Because you need some ladies. They had like one lady at the end of the opening. <laughs> There's no ladies in space, Jackie. There's the sister who uh, is the reason why the guy is even fucking flying a ship because of nepotism. He's a nepo baby. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But she's like barely on the screen. They just mention her. Yeah. I do like like watching these openings and endings though. They're like, It's just the people's faces flying around in space. Because it's like, it's even though some of the, the, the ships do look cool, it's very not a Gundam where you're like, you want a figurine of this fucking robot, don't you? You know, so it's just like a dude. It's like a bunch of stars and then a guy just looking at you like, oh, hey, like he's shooting a personals ad video. Just, oh, hi, me. I'm just hanging out in space. <laughs> yeah, you're right that the um, the ships themselves are sort of incidental, like they could just be chess pieces for all the shows matters for all yeah. the show is concerned. Some of them are cool. It's silly that they have lasers like so close to each other, though. It's like everything just looks like a big laser grid. I don't know. Why not have just the lasers united to one big laser? Like a That's bunch a of needles. That's a really good point. <laughs> I asked the big <laughs> questions here. <laughs> In the far future, the Galactic Empire was founded by a man named Rudolf von Goldenbaum, who's ethnically German and believed that German culture was the greatest of all cultures. Okay. <laughs> uh, he didn't kill people who weren't German, but he did, did give people who were Germans higher positions in the military and government. Okay. Oh, well, that's okay. This is a Reddit post by The Solar Elite, which is a scary name in context. <laughs> that person is a German. But it's, it's not alternate history. No, it's not like if the Germans won World War II or some weird shit like that. And the Germans are the ones that uh, have that the fancy, fancy little outfits, right? The black look, uniforms. They look very pretty. Oh, they're all black uniforms, I guess. The ones that look pretty. The ones with the, be the yes. bedazzled ones. The ones with the wispy hair. Yeah, and the and the like curly, like the yeah, they have like embroidery on their uniforms. That's like very. They curly. don't have hats. It's okay. hats versus not hats is what this war is. I I have like fancy lads versus like regular dudes. Fancy lads with, with, with wispy hair. The wispy hair, I thought, made them very attractive. I should also say that there, there are new uh, adaptations of Legend of the Galactic Heroes that have been pretty much ongoing since 2017. It is, I believe this means the new thesis. Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Dinoya Tese. Dinoya Tese. Cruel Angels thesis? No. Okay. But yeah, they, they just did a three-part film series in the fall of 2022. That's, that's just now, pretty much. I don't know. I'm into this. 
it's it's got its fans and yeah it's definitely people focused you can tell because the opening has them flying around it's people focused but it's also i really liked the strategy of it like the you you mentioned it reminded you of naval battles but it also had the third dimension which yes. is really cool and i'm wondering mm. like this was a novel at first and i bet it wasn't that fun to read <laughs> I bet some people liked it, but like I think like being able to portray the battles in three dimensions is really interesting. Yeah, I'm glad they would stop and show a little like simulation program for themselves because it would definitely be hard to look at like a hundred ships on screen. I'd be like, all right, who are they? Yeah, the um, little radar. The blue blobs versus the red blobs. Exactly. So what was confusing to me about this was A, I don't know how like there was a a big republic and a big offshoot thing. Just like in real life, both both yeah. like sides are like, we're a republic. Well, we're a, a civilization. You're like, those, those are both this whatever. Can you just be red and blue? Um it was so it was hard for me in the beginning to tell who was on which side. And Miles, did you think that first battle was like a simulation or practice battle? No, I thought it was real. Okay, because Jackie and I were thrown by when the guys. They says, said it was like a. They they said a, there'll be a real bat in the real battle. There won't be a storm. Which I, I think they were just trying to undercut his victory there. Yeah, because I Cause think they like hate him. The von Musel. Everyone hates von Musel because he's a nepo baby. Yeah, I think the gas planet thing was like it, it wasn't the main. The main fight was supposed to be on the fortress, the flying yes. fortress. But they were, like, tempted into the gas planet? I don't know. And so there was, like, a side battle there. Yeah. But, yeah, I wonder. I You know, it didn't start as a manga, so it's not something you can classify as seinen or shonen. But this is this does not feel like a shonen uh, work. It feels like it's for older people. For people dads. in their sunset years. No. Uh, dads who go to, like, Civil War tours yeah they go to civil war tours they eat awful food that's like this is what they ate back then and it's like this is this is like the physical embodiment of depression don't give me this pie it sucks it's the monarchic so it's a monarchy galactic empire okay that actually does sort of that sounds like the bad guys the empire and the democratic that's that sounds star wars influenced the empire well empires are usually bad yeah but also but star wars yes Empire. The Democratic Free Planets Alliance. Okay. Mm. They're in a never-ending war. What I will say is that, at least from Yang Wang Li's perspective, this is a dumb war. And that it, it is, like, kind of pointless. And I'm I'm guessing that the anime is, like, that the, the series continues with him and Reinhardt being like the decisive people who are hoping to end it once and for all. I would think so, but I don't know. Because they uh, say it's been going for 150 years. That is crazy. I think yeah. there's wars that have lasted like a very long time in the 20th century, but I think a lot of them were like just technically still going, you know? There's like one like battlefield one like outpost somewhere and they're like oh technically the korean war is still going and you're like shut up it's over <laughs> no it's not but yeah 150 years of war is uh it's pretty nuts but i guess in space it's gonna be like that it's gonna be a lot of fighting 
Thank God we'll be dead. I'm pretty sure. Hooray. Let's see. The novels focus on personal matters of the main players instead of being rote historical accounts. Okay. Which I like. I like personal matters. Ah. Yeah, I do think that that's a realistic portrayal of, like, history that, like, it's often decided by, like, by who's less of a dumbass versus, like, who's, like, a great person. Because there are dumbasses on both sides in this movie. And, like, they almost undermine the heroes by being really dumb. I liked but did not understand why. I th- Was it Yang Wenli who kept trying to undercut his obvious dickhead boss? He just yeah. kept walking up behind him and being like, no, you can't do that. That's, and he yeah. just he just couldn't. And then he's like, I'm sorry, you're the commander. And then he'd back up. <laughs> and then he'd walk forward again and be like, tell everyone to go upward now. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand why they didn't like him. Like, they were pretty clear that Reinhard von Musel, RVM, was a Nepo baby. But they weren't as clear on why everyone was such a snot to, to Yang. Yeah, I'm not sure what his deal is. And maybe we'll never know, because this was the beginning. I'm sure I'm sure there's a look in my past type of situation. I really liked the way, maybe it was just the Empire, but I love the way their, like, uh, their deck, their commanding decks look. They have like very sort of old school looking like a a very plush like commander's chair set up. Yeah. And it's like all glass. So you can see like a huge amount of space through it. And they have like, like these, these like Grecian columns surrounding it. Oh, do they? I did not know that. It was so weird. (laughs) But it also made it feel more gay. There's a lot of bro time in this. Both, okay, in particular, RVM and his, like, number one lieutenant with the red hair. I forget his name. Like, those guys are dating, right? The redhead was very handsome, I just want to say. Oh. He had very nice lips. And I've had, never so noticed. Did, um, Yang Wenli, I thought. He had, like, a surly, almost Stallone look to him. Mm. Wow, look at all the detail you guys notice. Just the boys <laughs> are very handsome in this. I was but like, that's what made it feel... Uh, like that they it was that there was something going because they're all such pretty men mm. yeah i was having trouble I cared with about them more because they were attractive to me <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> i was having trouble telling apart the blonde guys there was a blonde guy on each side i think or maybe they were both on the empire there was like there one were, or two I, here, there were a lot of people yes there was a blonde guy on each side there's two blonde guys on the empire but there were a lot of people, and I don't think they said anyone's name until, like, well into it. So I had a hard time keeping everyone straight. Yeah, and they all have names that are, like, hard to remember for me. Yes, okay. They're not American names is what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's right. I don't know about Reinhard von Lohengram. Because he, by the way, changes his name. I don't know if it happens in this movie or in this series. But Reinhard von Musel becomes Reinhard von Lohengram. His boyfriendo, perhaps, is Siegfried Kirchheis. Kierkeis? I don't know. And then I think Yang Wenli's friend is Dusty Attenborough. I think. Hmm. Why does he have such an Americano name? Dusty Attenborough? Attenborough yeah. is, to me, is a British name, but okay. Yeah, but Dusty. That's true. <laughs> they don't have dust in Britain. Uh, why well, would They're I? always tidying up. I've never been. They invented the feather duster, right? I think so. 
that's why there there's no dusties over there. Ah. Anyway, yeah, this was a this was this animation was done by Kitty Film Mitaka Studio, which okay, I've never fucking heard of them, but they apparently did a bunch of Ranma stuff, a lot of Ranma half, um, and some show that is driving me insane by looking at it because it is it's a bunch of cats fat cats doing like a little dance with their hands up in the air on the cover like three fat cats and then behind them four humans also with their hands up in the same pose and and it's called what's michael question mark there's not more words here it's just some show about giant cats called what's michael what's michael <laughs> hey what's michaelin brother not much what's michaelin with you uh but yeah this movie if we're going i know my anime list no one i don't know i like my anime list this movie thirty-seven thousand people have said they watched it and it has a 7.88 the main series three hundred thousand people almost 10 times as many had said they've seen and it has a 9.02 rating so if anything, I feel like I had a lukewarm reaction to this movie, but I'm definitely interested in the show. The show is ra- is number 13 in terms of score ranking on my anime list. Hmm. Like forever? For all time? Yeah, for all time it is in the top 15 shows. Pretty nuts. Wow, uh, wow this makes me want to do more database stuff, like figuring out like what are the most popular of all time? How many have there's we a, seen? I think there's a lot to like here. I like the idea. I don't know who's going to be like the main main character, but I like the idea that there's two guys who you're following and they're yeah. enemies. I like that too. Yeah, I like when I that's that's one thing I w- I would like to watch more of Gundam for. I think it's more in uh the Gundam series that comes right after the main one is I just like the idea of is it Scar? Is that his name? Char. Char. Char and uh Amuro Ray just hating each other i think that's a very funny idea to have is just two people that you see like equal representation of but they're both they both just can't stand one another why do i like this better than gundam uh because you don't care about big robots yeah i don't care about big robots and there's less i think there's i mean I, i also like it better than gundam there's like less people to care about it feels like yeah so it's less far. kitty than Gundam too. I don't think the original Gundam was very kitty, but okay. There's the little ball thing, and there's all these little kids on the ship. That is true. That is definitely yeah. You're right they, about they that. They like undercut the seriousness of what's happening, and this doesn't at all. Like, there's like lighthearted moments, but it's like it's like realistic lighthearted moments where it's like people are like, "Well, we're gonna die tomorrow. We might as well goof off." Yeah, I like that one guy who sleeps through one of the battles. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess it's hard not to compare it to Gundam, and some of that is probably because they're both very prominent space battle anime franchises, but also we have not watched a ton of space battle anime. Um, yeah. We have seen a show as uh, obscure as uh, Armored something, Votoms. We watched that Votoms show. Yeah, I remember Votoms. But there's definitely, like, anything also that's, like, OVA-based to me is very intriguing because we watched the Gundam movies, 
which was like a double-edged sword for me. It cut out a lot of like the stuff that TV does where it stalls or like goes on these tangents into some asshole's life that's like, I don't care. Show me the big strokes. But I don't remember the other end of what I was saying. I guess what I was saying is I'm glad that it, it doesn't have to do that as it's uh, an OVA, but OVAs often end up not being able to run very long either and cover everything. But this seems like it keeps getting renewed in interest, keeps having mm-hmm. renewed interest. Um, people yeah, want more. I was surprised at how many episodes there are. Yeah, it's, it's a little tough to keep track of because their names are all so long that they run off the fucking page. <laughs> um, but yeah. I also like that it's like, it, it seems like a real exploration of like what makes a good leader. Uh, and you I know so? that's like maybe a boring thing to care about, but it, it interests me. Why? Because they contrast them with shitty leaders. Yeah, <laughs> and I just don't think like it's it. There's like not a lot of shows about like what makes a a good organization work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a it's a good anime for someone who's into uh, management simulators. <laughs> you know what, Miles? By the way, I'm also <laughs> thinking that. Yeah, the other thing about Gundam that does make it kind of kitty, although not as kitty as like Gundam Wing or something, is Amuro Ray being an annoying little boy. Yes. Yeah. So we are missing that, even though it, you know, it's somewhat relatable for little boys to see someone be immature and be corrected and slapped around. Yeah. Like in Gundam. Yeah. Sometimes we're a little bit like, I don't need to see this right now. Show me adult yeah. adult men who maybe love each other. I mean, RVM does seem like a young prodigy figure sort of like Amurai, but he's not tempestuous he's like he's he ha- because he's a nepo baby he has to be even more under control than other people and i think that's an interesting conflict too yeah it's interesting he doesn't like address that head on i don't like like we don't know if that becomes a theme yeah. i guess you 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 have faith that he, that this show is thoughtful enough that it will sort of address that or you're just thinking about it I could be wrong, but it does seem like he has to hold himself to a higher standard. Like, there's moments where people talk shit about his sister, and he, like, he can't react the way he probably wants to. Mm. I enjoyed that pool hall fight scene. I liked that. Especially when one of them is going to hit the uh, the guy who's talking shit with the pool cue, and he's like, no, no, don't use the pool cue. That's deadly force. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like that. He's looking out for him, and it's like a technical thing that it's like, well, he's going to have to do fistfights. Like, they've done this before. <laughs> yeah, and a few of them, it's like actually sort of a micro version of the war that they all realize, like, well, there are teammates that we have to fight. Like, we have to get in the big brawl. Um, yeah. And it is stupid, and it is over nothing. Wow. I bet that was all intentional. That it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, people. Yeah. Yeah, it just, like, there wasn't a lot of time, but it did seem, like, well thought out, like, the the thing that wasn't detailed at all is like what are these people fighting over? Right. And I wonder if it even matters in the end, but like it didn't at least for this hour. Yeah, it feels like maybe they were sort of like it we don't need to do the whole history of everything, but again, I even had trouble estab- like figuring out who the characters were. It really felt like this movie was made for people who read the book already. Did the beginning part, you know, when the, when it scrolls, did it did that explain anything? Because I don't really don't remember retaining any of that information. I <laughs> was any of that useful. I'll say this too, by the for way, setting the context. The Star Wars crawls when I was a kid 
and those crawls would come up, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. It took me forever to like read it and go, oh, I guess that is all happening. As a kid, I was just like, I I literally, (laughs) I would imagine someone running down the scrolling text like it was a platform (laughs) and then jumping and like flying into the the TV screen. That's what I would do. And in this case, a similar problem was had where for the first like almost 60 seconds, it's just German text with no subtitles. And then finally, a guy starts speaking in Japanese, which has English subtitles. But then I was distracted because I'm like, okay, is he saying what we're seeing in German? But the the original, like the first chunk of text is off screen already. So I'm not, I don't even know German, but I don't even know what the fuck. I can't look for cognates. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know if they explained a lot in that opening text crawl, but text crawls are a terrible way to explain things. Um, yeah, it's really not like a people pleaser. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's like the most alienating thing you could start with. <laughs> I did uh, also I I enjoyed the scenario where no one likes uh what's his name? Ryan Reinhard? No one likes RVM or RVL eventually. So the empire guy tries to make his his uh fleet. This was also confusing to Jackie and I too. It was sort of like the chain of command. Yeah, I was like, is a is a admiral or a what's the other one? Commander. Commander. Which which one's higher up? Because it seemed like it's I don't know. Yeah, it feels like your commander is. I I think that's just who is in charge. Your commanding officer. Mm. But I think it was like commanders did fleets and admirals did the entire military operation. Okay. I think, but um. I they try to sacrifice uh Reinhard's fleet, his squadron, whatever. And so realizing that like he is just gonna die anyway, he decides to take like a ridiculous risk. But I enjoyed that he wasn't just taking a risk because he's like a hot shot pilot who does something stupid. He does it because he has to, because he has nothing to lose at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny that it works. The enemy commander's like, wait, this has to be a trap because it's so obvious mm-hmm. to fly in front of everyone. Because, you know, if you're flying straight on, your body, your your ship is the smallest it can be. You know, it's a very small target. But if you turn, now your entire flank is exposed. And so he's like, wait, this is this this is a trap. And, and that's when Yang Wenli realizes like, no, no, you should shoot now before they do what they're trying, whatever it is they're trying to do. There was a little too much of that, but it was uh, of Yang and and maybe Dusty, mostly Yang Wenli, being like, I think I know this commander. He's like, I think I know what he's going to do. And then they're in like different ships later, and he's like, I bet this is the guy from that planet battle. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah. you're really projecting. It happens yeah. to all be correct, but... Maybe there are only two good strategists in this entire war. <laughs> it's It's possible. Yeah. Both both like big old dumb guys look and sound like they're cocky bosses that are actually stupid. <laughs> oh right. Um I forgot that uh Yeah, Yang Wenli, is he the one who's the hero of El Fácil? Yes. Do you know what El Fácil means in Spanish, Miles? No. Means the easy. Oh, doesn't sound like that thing. Like, don't brag about that. <laughs> You're the hero of the easy. Like, all right, well, what'd you have to do? 
shoot a space bird? Well, maybe it means something else in a different language or something. I don't know, man. It looks like Spanish to me. Uh, I wonder, like, I don't know if, if Yang Wenli's friends with Dusty Attenborough, is it like a, do they all have diverse names? Or is there like a Chinese contingency in the free Democrat, whatever the fuck? Oh, that's a good question. Free Planet Alliance. They're probably the more diverse team if the other team is like the the German Empire. I'm looking up the Free Planet Alliance. Ah, and there is a history, quite a bunch of it. Oh, boy. Huh. There's a Grand Duke Herbert. I bet that's a Dune reference. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's just a bunch of other Western types of names, including someone named Alexander Bucock. Bucock. Yeah. And a bunch of German people who probably were splitting off. Oh, a Portuguese name, Joao Ribello. Joao Gilberto. Yeah, these, you know, some of these names seem like I'm looking at them and I'm like, I don't know if that's really a German name, but they're better than some of the goofy Gundam names, although I do like those. I like how goofy they get. Yeah, this is not a goofy movie. It's not the goofy movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Well, it's called a goofy movie. That that movie. That's right. So, Miles, would you watch more of Legend of the Galactic Heroes? I think so. Depending on whether I can actually find it anywhere, it was sort of in a. This was this was hard to find, right? Or no, it's on YouTube. Well, that's the thing. Is this like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how good the YouTube quality is. I'm going to be really annoyed if it's actually very good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the whole show made it up on there, but if not, I can just throw it on Plex for you. Okay. Yeah, I like these uh these old school anime. I thought the gas giant battle was really interesting. It looked really good. Weird that they overlooked the fact that it was an entirely flammable planet. The one side, no one knew that you could ignite a planet made out of gasoline. What was it? Nitrogen, helium, it was or something? hydrogen and helium. That's how dumb yeah. the one guy is. That's pretty dumb. That's yeah, pretty dumb. I guess I yeah I'd keep watching it. I also really liked all the classical music. A lot of classical music. The one I recognized was in the bar they were playing the Beethoven Pathetic Sonata, which was also in Little Women, the Greta Gerwig one. Oh. Which Billy Joel took the melody of for his song... I forget what it is. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Let me look it up. I'll look it up real quick. This Night. This Night? I don't know that his, Billy Joel song. From his great album, An Innocent Man. Okay. But yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff in here. There's Mozart, Ravel, Mahler, Tchaikovsky, Beethoven, Chopin. I think I recognize the Chopin one. But yeah, a lot of a lot of classical music for you classical heads. Uh, what do you guys got? Because I, I feel like I sort of drove it along my zany perspective. The one like really cool animated thing that I liked, not the one. I, in general, the animation was good, but like boring. It was just ships blowing up. But I liked the docking sequence with like at the very beginning. Oh, uh, where they go through the... Yeah, it looked like they were landing on water or going through water. It was, it was really neat looking. Yeah, I think it was like one of the fortresses. Maybe I don't know if that was Easter Loan or what, but it was basically, it seemed like it was kind of stealth, like it was hidden. 
and you have to go mm-hmm. through some kind of membrane maybe um okay the so this is doing a much better job of wikipedia than wikipedia but the there's a legend of the galactic heroes pedia called Jineipedia? I don't know. It's an extremely tough thing to write before .com. But it's basically a fan-run wiki, and they say that there are... There's four OVA series, and then there's three OVA movies. We watched one of those. Uh, The new anime TV series, a prequel OVA series... I'm sorry, a prequel Gaiden OVA series, and a musical stage production... Hell yeah, brother. Which, I want to know what kind of musical. Do you mean like it just has classical music playing while they talk? Or do people break into song, a la Broadway? That might be fun. This is why we should just get stupid, filthy rich. Because then we could just bring that over here, you know? And just force people to watch this like sort of dry but clever Japanese battle opera, but in a musical style. And then... I feel like I'd watch it and be like, that was okay. But then I just, I don't know, I'd have it run for three months just to make some old weebs happy. You could do that if you had a lot of money. Yeah, I've seen the producers. Uh, Okay, I don't know if that's the best parallel. <laughs> I like the scene where the, where the soldiers are placing bets and they bet against themselves. Well, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> right, because if, they, if they, they're betting against themselves, even though they'll never be able to collect on that. No, well, they're all, they're all hoping that the, if they lose, that they're, they'll be the, uh, the only survivor so that they can take all the money. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but then if they're wrong and they, they live, then it's like, hey, well, you lived. Yeah. We're happy for everybody. Boy, I wish we had more to say, but it is an hour long. <laughs> yeah may look at a plot and it summary. moves kind of slow so it's not like a, it's not jam packed with stuff but I did like I did like how it looked I liked the art style I liked the way the people were drawn I liked the ships moving around um, and overall I liked it um, Mark didn't ask me if I would keep watching it but uh, in case you're wondering I probably wouldn't go out of my way to keep watching it, but I did like it. That's right. I did forget to ask you. And I'm sorry for that. That's okay. It does seem like Gundam for dads, though. <laughs> Gundam for dads? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was good. I thought, by the way, when Yang Wenli puts his vessel under the flagship Reinhard ship, Kind of taking them hostage. I thought he was. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that seemed dumb. I thought he was going to board and be like, "Can I join you?" Because I didn't realize that they were going to stay enemies. I think that too. I thought because he kept being like, "If this guy is like me, and I think he is," I thought he was going to be like, "Can we be friends?" <laughs> yeah, but they They're did. Going to be enemies for life now. It is strange. I didn't quite get the setup of that. How did he manage to put his small ship right under the like flagship? How did he do that? He's too sneaky and cool. I guess. So then why, why do you think it's stupid? Because uh, you're right. He should have, like, Reinhardt should have noticed that a ship was flying right up under his taint. Yeah, they should have had somebody on staff because these battles are, 
somehow they're enormous at the at the end of one of the first battles they're like okay two million people died or some some insane yes, I wrote number 2.28 2. million people died after <laughs> after that battle because w- with the gas giant battle basically it's like the planet's gonna explode the dumb guy on on the on the uh on the free planets alliance is like well yang wenli's like wait tell all the ships to fly upwards right now and the guy's like shut up you're yang wenli and then <laughs> I, and then I think you're wrong, Wenli. Yeah, and then I think I don't think it's him. I think it's Dusty Attenborough goes to like the guy who's controlling it, and he pretends to be drunk and clumsy and stumbles and forces the ship to go upwards. And then afterwards, Yang Wenli expresses regret that they couldn't save more people. You know, he doesn't like freak out and break down and cry about it. But I was like, oh, it's good that he's expressing regret. But then later they're like four bajillion people died i'm like holy (laughs) shit he should be way more upset he should be beside himself but maybe that's just how this war is is just there's a lot of people dying all the time it seems like it he keeps like he had that monologue about what a foolish war this was foolish foolish war i get there must be just really serious about it (laughs) there must maybe there's just like ships where people are just constantly having kids it's all they do sex ships probably Breeding ships. I bet there are ships out there in space right now where that's happening. People oh. just having children. All right. They got all the good space food. They got all that ice cream you buy at uh, the Liberty Science Center gift shop. You know, astronaut ice cream. Have you guys had that? No. It probably sucks though, right? You know what? I like it. Oh, okay. I feel like as a kid, I never had money to buy it on like class trips. And then as an adult, I bought it and was like, not bad. If I were an astronaut, I'd be like, this is the best part. That's what you have to look forward to when you grow up, kids. All the stuff you can't afford on class trips, you can afford it. It's very dangerous to be an adult when, like, literally anything is buyable off the internet and in the checkout aisle and blah, blah, blah. Scary. Yeah, I eat ice cream every day. It's great. No, don't. You shouldn't do that. (laughs) No, I have to. Oh. You have to hide it from your child who you told you can't get ice cream at home. That's right. I'm a liar. <laughs> Look, it's they're better off. We know what's Son, best if for you're them. listening to this, I'm not a liar. Oh. <laughs> Tricky. Uh let me see if I can pick out my favorite character name. Just looking at this list. Ooh. Whoever Flagle is, that's a very good that's a that might be number one. Do you like a Flagle? Flagle. Yeah, all Olivier Poplin is pretty good too. <laughs> Poplin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe one day we'll watch the the main series. We will skip the intro cuz she could be a better singer. But yeah, I look forward to watching a Legend of the Galactic Heroes work that is not 12 words long in title. Uh I have unrelated anime news. What's that? Have you heard of the anime Voltes 5? No. No. Voltes 5, I think, was a mecha anime from the 70s, and it became very popular in the Philippines, uh, but then it was banned by uh, Ferdinand Marcos because it had, like, kind of revolutionary themes. Uh-oh. And they're making a, or they've made a live-action adaptation that my... My uncle worked on. Shout out to you, Tito Joy. Yay. Oh, sweet. What does your uncle do in, in production? He's an animator. 
Oh. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, but you said there's a live action. Yeah, I guess there's animation in it. Okay. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You don't know what your uncle does. <laughs> yes. A Philippine live action adaptation, Voltus 5 Legacy, premiered on the GMA network in May 2023. Okay. All right. I'll just see if I can watch it, I guess. Ah, Voltus 5 is also popular in Cuba. It was it was popular in the Philippines. It was I'm sorry, in the Philippines it was a cultural phenomenon. Whoa. But it had achieved popularity in Indonesia and Cuba. Mm. It looks like a corny late seventies anime. It looks like every single and I mean not that not that I think they're bad, but you know, gotcha man, yatter man, all the mans. <laughs> but it's it's Voltes. Voltes. It feels like it should be like a Brazilian show with that name. Yes, I guess. Anyway. Oh, it's the, se- it's the second installment of the Robot Romance Trilogy. Okay. Uh, shout outs to the Philippines and all their entertainment industries. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on and talk about what we're going to talk about next week. What's that? I don't know. I got to load Google Keep. Oh. Okay. Next week, we will be watching Dr. Stone, show that has been on our radar for a while. But yeah, we'll be watching the first three episodes of the anime Dr. Stone. Okay. So prepare to get stoned, listeners. What's it about? Uh, sure, I'll tell you. Why not? Sure. Normally, I don't do this, but you've been a nice girl. <laughs> Thanks. Jackie smiled like she didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the summary of the manga it is about a scientific genius who plans to rebuild civilization after humanity was mysteriously petrified for 3700 years whoa but that sounds like okay a scientific genius but looking at the art it's very like powered up koichi dragon ball shonen big hair it's gonna be it's gonna be different that's the science of it, how he gets his hair to stand up. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was the rocks. All right. We'll talk to you next week, folks. See you later, baby. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.